With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. He is live this morning at his grandson's baseball tournament in gorgeous Sarasota, Florida. He's on John's show all the time with me and Bernie every Wednesday morning. In our opinion, the best politician in the history of New York, the great Congressman Peter King. Good morning, Peter. How are you, pal? Good morning, Sid. Good morning, John. How you doing? I'm doing good. Now, both sides respect Peter King. That's true. All the the Democrats respect him and and the Republicans. Even Kathy Hochul likes him. And he likes Kathy, although although you have admitted on this show, at least, I'm not sure you've done it with John, that, Peter, that you're a little disappointed in the direction Kathy has gone since taking over for Andrew Cuomo. No, I'm very disappointed, actually. Uh, she was on my, on my committee in Washington. I was chairman of the Homeland Security Committee. She was basically a centrist, even in some cases right of center, but always common sense. She could work with her. She would work with me. Uh, and you know, when she came in, I really thought it was going to be a breath of fresh air. But she's really gone to the left. She's locked herself in with the uh, left wing of her party. And uh, it's you know very disappointing. But, again, she's a nice woman, a husband, very nice guy. But, uh, no, they really, to me, you know, you know, she has let us down on this. I was looking for much more centrist-type leadership from the state. Listen, I'm strongly supporting Lee Zeldin. I think Andrew Giuliani and Rob Estorino would be great, uh, very good governors. And we just have to make sure the Republicans win back. And as John has said, a key race is going to be a key races are going to be the state senate. We have to go after these state senators who have really just emasculated the criminal justice system in in, in New York. I and mean, there's five, five of them coming up in Nassau County that you and me are going to be responsible for. And I, I think we can win those seats. I mean, they they come in basically in a fluke year in 2018. Uh, we, we Again, if we get the message out, as, by the way, last year, John, everyone would have told you you were totally wrong. There was no chance to uh, defeat Todd Kaminsky, and no one knew who Ann Donnelly was. She could never be elected DA. Well, she ended up winning by 18 points, and it was really uh, your leadership here on WABC that spearheaded that movement. And, uh, uh, originally, uh, yeah. Todd Kaminsky, who's a nice guy, I know him. But he, they, they suckered him in to be the author or, or, or uh, part co-sponsor of that bail bond law, and it, it was it's, it was the worst law that ever made. And he went from plus uh, eighteen or twenty to minus eighteen. And he also hurt Laura Curran in her bid to win too. And well, we like Bruce Blakeman. They, we like they him. convinced Laura, who's yeah. a nice lady. Yep. Uh, they convinced her to support Todd Kaminsky, and then he she went kaput. That was it, the end of her. And I go back to that uh, that event we had on Long Island where you you, you did a, you had a great speech that night. And uh, your Joe Biden line was one of the all-time greats. And I was there and Peter was there. And that was kind of the uh, the kickoff for Ann Donnelly to get done what she got done. And that's all great. Locally, Long Island, there's no question, Peter, we saw that red wave in uh, 2022. And hopefully we get to see it again here. But we got to move towards what's going on in Ukraine, Russia. You spent all those years on homeland security. You know all about international affairs. Uh, there were some talks yesterday. There is some hope, some hope that they're moving towards peace. I don't see it. The Russians are repositioning, I think, to just go north and continue the battle. What do you see going on in Ukraine between Putin and the Ukrainians? 
Yeah, I, I, I don't see any short-term hope for uh, peace. Listen, we have to be you know, working behind the scenes as hard as we can. But I think Putin uh, feels he has to come out of this with some sort of a victory. The Ukrainians, they don't want Russia in their, in their country. And uh, just to have a deal and call it peace, if it's not real, uh, the Ukrainians won't go along with it. And Putin, I think the world has to let, them, let him know, you know they're not going to stand for this, that uh, the sanctions are going to last against him that uh, we are going to keep supporting the Ukrainians. But it's terrible because, listen, what, 4 million Ukrainians have had to leave their country? That's like 10% of the country. That would be like three, you know, 30 million Americans having to leave. I mean, just, just think of that, you know, giving up your home, going out, all your family possessions left behind. And in addition to that, of course, the people being killed and uh, the buildings being destroyed, you know, the, uh, towns and cities being destroyed. Uh, it's really up to Putin. I mean, he's the only one who can make this decision unless he... Uh, somehow uh, is removed internally. I, listen, what Joe Biden said, I agree with what he said the other day. I don't think he should have said it because what it did was it caused a division among you know the allied nations. Yeah, yeah, listen, I, I hear that, but and listen, I, I'm not a big Joe Biden fan. You know that. Bernie hates his guts. I don't like him either, but I have to admit, he's kind of in a no-win situation because if he doesn't say something like that, people call him a wussy, he's got no strength, and if he says that, which Donald Trump would have said every day, now, all of a sudden, he's not being very bright. So I don't want to defend Joe Biden because I can't stand him. But let's be honest. He's in a no-win situation there. Yeah, but part of that's his own making. Uh, the reason Donald Trump could get away with it because he would have established himself as the leader of, of the coalition. I mean, the fact that when Joe Biden said that, uh, and the president of France criticized him. Can you imagine if there was a war going on and Donald Trump was in charge and you had Macron in France or any of these other guys criticizing him? No. no I mean, but Joe Biden is not the strong leader. So if he's going to say something like that, and he shouldn't have his own White House retracting it. I mean, whoever heard of the president of the United States, can you imagine during World War II with FDR or later with Eisenhower or Reagan? They come out with a statement like Reagan said, tear down this wall. Some guy in the White House says, oh, no, you know. <laughs> yeah, keep the wall up. No, we didn't mean that, you know. It's just uh, so it really shows the lack. It's such a uh, uncoordinated administration uh, going in all different directions, and he just looks like the guy that happens to be out there at the moment, not uh, not the strong leader driving the country. I said the other day on on the radio. I said, uh, if there's any Russian agents listening to our show, remind Vladimir that uh, no matter how much money he has, doesn't mean anything. Tell that, you know, Gaddafi knows that. Saddam Hussein knows that. Saddam Hussein ended up dying in a, in, 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 in a ditch someplace. In, a, in a, a tunnel. In a tunnel. Yeah. And uh, look, if, uh, if Putin doesn't uh, have a proper, um, not surrender of anything, a proper going away, and uh, then if he could survive and the European Union goes along with it, the United States goes with it, he, he can survive. But if he doesn't, if he does anything more stupider than he's been doing, then he won't survive. I think there's a real chance. I, I've spoken to people in the intelligence community, and they disagree with me. But I just think he is so antagonized and embarrassed the military. Maybe they embarrass themselves or whatever it is. They're out there. They're running out of supplies. Uh, you know, the world is uh, uh, ridiculing them. So you have the, the, the military, I think, is, can turn against them. The intelligence community over there. He's blaming them for it all. He's publicly attacking them. He's arresting some of them. And then you have the uh, uh, oligarchs with all their money now have sanctions on it. Maybe they could be tough, but still, these guys are hurting. I can see them uh, getting together and sweeping him out. 
you know, giving him a Russian promotion somewhere. Uh, I, I just uh, that that to me is the best hope. And listen, you know, they're not going to do this for any moral reasons or any diplomatic reasons. They're going to do it for their own good. They realize that he's put them in a no no win position. Now the whole world could be in a no win position because of him. But right now, you know, what he's done, there's nothing nothing positive coming out of this for Russia. I mean, let's say somehow he wins, he ends up at one third of. Uh, Ukraine is that worth it to go into all no, this? No. Yeah, one third, of, and and also they can't stay there. Nope. You know that they are going to be uh, 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 constantly under attack. The Ukrainians are never going to give up. So even if there's some kind of a peace agreement, if you have Russian troops occupying Ukraine, they're going to be targets for as long as they're there. I want to go back to Joe Biden for a second. Jesse Waters did an interesting piece last night on Fox News, Peter, where he talked about decisions made by politicians and the left uh, kind of owning the media. You would think that the whole world is transgender, yet less than 1% is here in the United States. You would think the whole United States is gay, yet less than 3% is. And yesterday, this is how I touched Joe Biden, is he signed a federal bill where lynching is now a hate crime. Now, now listen, <laughs> uh, we, we kind of thought that was the case anyway, right? No one's been lynched in this country for decades and decades and decades. So you have inflation going through the roof, supply chain issues, a war going on in Europe, and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are giggling and hugging each other because they've made lynching a federal hate crime. How pathetic was that to watch yesterday? It, you know, it really was. And the fact is also he's using that like to rekindle racism, saying the same spirit that brought about uh, lynchings is uh, alive in the country today. That's like ab- absolute nonsense. And not nonsense. It's really blasphemous to be saying that. Also, listen, obviously lynching was directed at African-Americans. It was a horrible part of our history. But the largest lynching event ever in the United States was against Italians down in New Orleans. That's right. Yeah, was eight, eight, and, and again, that, that, that's sort of forgotten. And also how many of the politicians at the time, including Theodore, Roosevelt sort of thought it was okay. So listen, uh, you know, times have been tough in this country, but no one is no one has done more for human rights and civil rights than the United States of America, and give more opportunity to more people. Listen, the only reason you, John, and I are in this country is because our ancestors, you know, in Ireland and uh, uh, Greece. I mean, we realize they realized that the, the hope for them and their families was the United States. And, you know, nobody come over here with money. I don't know any very, certainly very few immigrants of our ages come over here with any type of money at all. And now they do. You know, John is a classic example. Even you, look at you. You're like one of the you know, the richest Hollywood stars <laughs> I know. I hear the star is coming on, in Hollywood. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it was fun. So tell us about the weather. I, I woke up. It was 29 degrees this morning. Tell us about the weather in Sarasota. It is not 29 degrees. It's absolutely beautiful. I was at uh, two games yesterday. The sun was shining bright. Uh, last night we had uh, dinner on the water. It was nice. great. I was thinking of you guys all the time. Nice. Freezing up there and, uh, uh, you, know, you know, trying to stay warm. No, it's, it's beautiful. It's uh, beautiful. I'm down here in Ron DeSantis' territory. I saw very few masks. I'll tell you that. It's uh, just, again, it was very calm and relaxed. It's nothing like you know, watching kids playing baseball. So oh, nothing. Great, great time. Especially your grandson. I know he's such a terrific player, and you have a lot of nachis, which uh, is a Yiddish word, of course, which you know. You know, Peter, I'll tell you, you mentioned Ron DeSantis quickly. He signed the bill, of course, uh, to stop teachers from talking about sex to kindergarten kids, which is a great thing. It's a great thing. It's nothing to do with gay. It's not the gay bill. Nothing to do with that. But I don't know if you heard this. Uh, this came out late last night. But Disney World, who's all for that stuff, they have decided to stop using words. You ready for this? 
like boys and girls. They just will not do it because they're part of this woke, crazy culture. So when you walk into Disney and you go, hey, boys and girls, now it's going to be, hey, everyone. What the hell is going on with Disney? There's something wrong. I mean, don't forget, me and Peter, we grew up with Father Knows Best. We grew up with Ozzy and Harriet. Right. And now they're tr- Hollywood is trying to force force a different culture onto the American people. I mean, could you imagine? And make it sound, and make it sound oh, it's okay. Right. Um, could you imagine Peter King and John Katsimatidis not saying hello, boys and girls, at Disney World? That's nuts, Peter, no? It's absolutely crazy. And, you know, even three or four years ago, if people heard us having this conversation, that it's, it, you know, they wonder what, uh, what planet we're on. This has really, really emerged so much in the last two or three years. And you're right. If you, if you uh, listen to the media, certainly if you watch television, you would think that uh, everyone is gay, everyone is transgender. In fact, is, I don't care what anyone is. And uh, the, the reality is we do have men, we do have women, we do have boys, we do have girls. That's the way our culture has been. There's nothing discriminatory about that. That's just a recognition of humanity. And all this talk is abs- it's creating problems that were never there before. And uh, it's like, I, I think it's like a, they're attempting an entire transformation of our society uh, where, you know, you're anti-cop, you're anti-military. There are no boys. There are no girls. To me, this is insane. And listen, Ron, you know, Ron DeSantis isn't always the easiest guy in the world to get along with. But let me tell you, he'll be an excellent president. He'll do a great, doing a great job as governor. He's tough. He's smart. He knows what he's talking about. And uh, so I think you should stay in Florida and protect Florida. Don't forget, we got a border down there to protect. That's true. And and we've got a border. (laughs) You know what border I'm talking about? The border from from the rest of the 49 states. That's right. And we've also got buildings in St. Petersburg we need to protect. Don't forget about that, John. (laughs) Hey, listen, you are are such a great guest, Peter, every week, every time with John. Best of luck to your beautiful grandson in that baseball tournament. We'll see you here next week and in the next two weeks at City Field for the Mets, me and you, all right? May, you May 3rd. May 3rd. Right down May 3rd, Peter. That's right. May 3rd May is uh, opening night Gary in Staten Perone. Island. John, tell Gary Perron I'm all set to negotiate my contract. I- <laughs> okay, <laughs> we, will, we will do that. Right. Play ball! <laughs> Peter King wants to play for the Staten Island Ferry Hawks. We'll get that done. If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.